doors are closing. Public transit, that's my way to roll. On the metro, I'm taking control. Bus stops, train tracks, it's my daily grind. Transit, it's the rhythm of my life. On this episode of Transit Tangents, we talk e-bikes and transit activism with Kelsey Hughes. Why did Kelsey basically stop riding the bus after she got her e-bike? And how has she gotten so involved in transit activism? Coming up on Transit Tangents. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to this episode of Transit Tangents. We are obviously uh, on the go right now. Out in the field. Out in the field, we're, uh, we're getting ready to go meet uh, our friend Kelsey. Chris just got to ride an e-bike for real for like kind of the first time right now. I'm um, being converted to the cult of the e-bike. Yeah, yeah, uh, which I mean, it's, e it's an easy thing to convert people to do. So if you haven't tried it yet, by the end of this episode, you're going to want an e-bike. From my sure. understanding, uh, Kelsey is a strong disciple of the cult of e-bikes. She 100% so. <laughs> is. Yeah, we're going to actually meet her in just a second right now. Look at that. She's actually here. And we're actually recording. This was not <laughs> This was not scripted. That there, was there, really <laughs> good timing. <laughs> so uh, we clearly found Kelsey. Uh, thanks again for doing this. That was totally not scripted that she started riding <laughs> up as we were recording the intro there. Perfect cinematic um, timing. Yes, yeah. Uh, we're gonna go for a bike ride basically right now. And Kelsey, you wanna let people know what you're on your way to go do and we'll actually come hang out with you for a little bit if that's okay. Definitely. Um, yeah, what, what do you have going on? Um, so I'm one of the main organizers for Rethink 35. And today we're setting up at Edward Rendon Park, which is along the hike and bike trail. And we're talking to people about the park closures, the trail detours that TechStot wants to do as part of the I-35 expansion if they get away with it because we're suing them. Now that we had found Kelsey, we all got on our bikes and started pedaling towards the event. Uh, along the way, we made a nice pit stop at a spot along the hike and bike trail to first have a conversation with Kelsey about how she got so involved in urbanism and transit activism here in Austin. Yes, cheers. Uh, cheers. cheers. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Some nice Celtics from HEB. Mm -hmm. Our first sponsor? No, <laughs> just kidding. We're going to get sued one day because you're claiming everyone's our sponsor. Yes. Yeah, my name's Kelsey Hughes. Um, I've lived in Austin for five years. Before this, I lived in Philly for three years, and that's where I got introduced to biking in a city environment, taking public transit, and my world just opened up, and I had so much fun. Mm. And in Philly is when I got on Twitter. Um, I got on Twitter at first to document my journey into tech, and I was doing a coding boot camp. But then eventually I just started talking about public transit. And um, earlier this year, I started documenting my experiences here in Austin on TikTok. So what you probably saw was the Barton Skyway yes. bike lane. <laughs> yes. Um, which is off of South Lamar, which is very close to where I live. And it opened up a new route for me to get to Barton Springs, mm. the incredible pool that we have here. And I heard that it was at risk of being taken out because the neighbors started a petition to remove it. And as someone who only took the bus and biked everywhere, I was so fed up. I made a TikTok really quickly to oppose it. And then we ended up having six times the amount of signatures as them in the wow. end, I think. Mm -hmm. And we saved the bike lane. And ever since that, I've just been documenting <laughs> random things around Austin that caused me pain mm -hmm. 
and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i love to hear that you launched a campaign to save a bike lane you don't hear that a lot in austin <laughs> usually it's quite the opposite like we need yes. this bike lane now mm-hmm. um so it actually really surprised me to hear that there was a movement to remove it well to be fair you definitely spend less time on austin That's urbanist twitter true, uh, true. there are a lot of people in austin who are very against bike lanes very again like they post ridiculous things being like look at all the empty buses everywhere that nobody's riding and they've never been on a bus before and come to find out that like when you do ride the bus they're actually really busy a lot of (laughs) the times there's actually some major major forces at play who are against these sorts of things but yeah fair 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 the origin story of me making the anti-petition actually is because um, when the Slaughter Lane bike lane was put in, mm-hmm. the media covered all of these people who drove their cars near it, who were hating it and mm-hmm. hated that they would accidentally hit it because they weren't used to it, et cetera. Right. And they didn't interview a single cyclist who used it. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I thought this is lazy reporting and they can't ignore us and they're not going to ignore us again. Mm-hmm. And so I did get on, I think, two news channels from the Barton Skyway thing. Nice. nice. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, so your experience in Austin now, you don't have a car, you, you've you used, uh, or you do have a car. Don't, I do have, do a, have car. a car. I think I've driven it maybe 15 miles okay. this year. <laughs> yeah. So it's there, it's there if you need it, but your relationship with the city has really been focused on public transit. And um, since, when did you uh, get an e-bike? I got an e-bike, I think it was in September. So shortly after I moved to North Central Austin. I heard about the REI e-bike discount plus the City of Austin energy rebate. Mm-hmm. So I think I paid a little under $1,000 for the e-bike. And since I got the e-bike, I've actually barely taken the bus anymore because I don't need to. It's just faster to ride everywhere. Right. And uh, we had coffee a couple of weeks ago at one point, and I like asked you about this. Uh, I used to see you all the time posting like all, you know, taking Cap Metro to go yes. here and go there and all this stuff. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you had a regular bike, not an e-bike. Correct. And you would kind of do like some bike and bus. Mm-hmm. And then I like asked you, I was like, I don't see you ever talking about Cap Metro anymore. <laughs> like what, no. what has changed? So you like, yeah, I guess, can you talk me through how that transition has been and why since you've gotten the e-bike, you're basically using that instead of transit in a lot of cases? Um, Two things have changed for me. So one, I moved from South Austin to North Austin Mm -hmm. and North Austin is more of a grid system. It's way easier to bike up there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would take the bus in South Austin to get out of the strode areas like South Lamar Mm -hmm. so I could get to a bikeable area. And now I'm in a bikeable area to start. And then the e-bike is just a lot faster. um, So I can go up hills no problem, I'm not exhausted. Mm -hmm. So one example is I have violin lessons once a week um, up in Georgian Acres, which for me is about four miles. And when I started going there, I would use my regular bike and I would be covered in sweat. Um, I actually almost passed out one time when I arrived, she would be worried about me. (laughs) And then I tried the bus and it would take at least twice as long. Then I got my e-bike, I can get there in 20 minutes. I'm not out of breath. I have fun, it's amazing. Yeah, nice. No, it's, uh, that's kind of like for me too. I mean, I now, so initially it was just me. I had the e-bike, my partner did not. Um, So we would primarily use it. I work from home mostly, so it's not necessarily like a commute thing for me, but I would use it uh, use the bus to like go out downtown or like if I'm going downtown in general and didn't want to deal with parking or like want to have a couple drinks and not want to worry about driving home 
But since he's gotten the e-bike, we now even use the e-bikes for that. Yeah. Um, and like we last night is a perfect example. Uh, he got home from work. We went over to First Light, which is a cute little yeah, I love that place. bookshop slash yeah. coffee shop that also sells beer and wine. And we went over and like got a half carafe of wine and browsed Perfect. the books a little bit. But we we rode our bikes there. And then afterwards, we were like like feeling kind of lazy about making dinner. And we rode over towards like Pint House Pizza nice. over there. Went did some pizzas. Came home and it was just like we we're just like riding our bike around. Didn't have to get in the car. And it was so nice. And I mean, he uses it to go to work every single day. Our car is basically at this point, we do use it for grocery shopping. Um, it's easier. I, if I need to get like one or two things, sometimes I'll ride my bike up. But, um, you know, we use it for grocery shopping. And then like for if it's, you know, terrible weather or we're driving like pretty far for something, um, we'll use it for that. But like yours, you know, we definitely have more than 15 miles on ours probably <laughs> this year. But it mostly sits in the parking lot of our parking Yeah. Lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm so I'm so envious of that because you have such a different relationship with your city mm. when you're on a bike. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about that today when we were cycling through West Campus on the Rio Grande bike trail, and like I've I've driven through that road, I've I've cycled it before on a, on a regular bike, mm-hmm. um, but you're just so much more engaged with the cityscape and with the environment uh, when you're. Um... <laughs> you're good. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't see that, there's a cute little dog that just peed right next to the bike. <laughs> <laughs> At least not on the bike. <laughs> but you are so much more engaged, and mm-hmm. I would love to have that engagement with the city more. Um, unfortunately, I work across town. Like I, I live in sort of northwest Austin. I work by the airport. Oh my god. The bike commute's not really feasible. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So I have to use a car for biking, but I also work from home some parts of the week. So if there's a chance to like go grab lunch or yeah. go to the grocery store or whatever, that's when I think a bike would be really nice. Yeah. Problem in my neighborhood, as we talked about a couple times in the podcast, is like the hills are just like this. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to really, really have strong legs or you have to have an e-bike. Yeah. Um so this this episode's kind of a convince Chris to join the e-bike. <laughs> Yes. The e-bike cult. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that has been like our joke earlier on. It was, was like an e-bike has changed my life, basically. Yeah. And and I think you probably would agree that like it is such a game changer for so many reasons because it, it fills the gap of like like there's a couple gaps it fills in the summertime when it's really hot oh, out yeah. and you need to like go somewhere and not be like disgusting when you arrive. Uh, <laughs> you can rely a little bit heavier on the pedal assist or the exactly. throttle if yours has that. Uh, if you're somebody who is a little bit older and like wants to still ride their bike somewhere but doesn't have the energy to be able to do that i like i think you know uh, if my parents lived in a better area for it my parents when they came here we rented some of the e-bikes the the bike shares Mm -hmm. they loved it loved it we rode all around on the hiking bike trail all this stuff so for for older folks i think it can make a huge difference um and then if you do want to get some exercise keep your pedal assist low or off and even if you're not pedaling as much as you would on a regular bike, you are still getting some exercise while you're out there doing it, and and it's it, it's it's healthier. There's there's all sorts of I could go yes. on a whole bunch yeah. of different tangents about how many positive elements there are to it, but it it uh, it makes things a lot easier. And the, the last point I want to make is that like it makes cities like Austin that aren't super dense everywhere mm-hmm. a lot more achievable to bike. You know exactly. what I mean? Things are not like right next to each other here yeah. unfortunately everywhere there are parts of town that are getting way more dense for mm-hmm. sure but the e-bike helps in a city like austin where unfortunately things aren't right next to each other everywhere and you can kind of like surmount that difference yeah um, agreed. Yeah. agreed it makes the city a lot smaller when you have the e-bike yeah mm-hmm. yes how 
has your experience been cycling in yeah. Austin? Like, how do you rate Austin yeah. for that experience? <sighs> well, living in South Austin, it was very poor. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I would rate cycling in South Austin like a two out of ten. <laughs> There's a few good bike lanes, um, but in general, it's very hilly. Mm -hmm. They haven't prioritized putting in crossings over the railroad and over the creeks down there. So there's generally only one way to get east to west within a mile of area. Mm -hmm. So it's very limiting. Um, biking in north central Austin, I think, has been wonderful. Yeah. In downtown and east, all of the trails, all of the protected bike lanes. Mm -hmm. um, it's still not perfect because there's cars. So right. I would say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seven out of ten. Right. Yeah, Do yeah. you ever feel sort of in danger on Austin roads with other vehicles, with vehicles around you? Because I hear that complaint a lot, like when the, especially when the bike lanes sort of end, mm -hmm. or you're on um, you're on a shared road where it's like the bike lane is you know this wide, and then there's two lanes, four lanes of traffic next to you without any type of flexi post or protected. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely feel unsafe in those situations, and I generally move to the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. um, so I've figured out where I feel safe, and yeah. I stick to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely weary of trying new routes because I get anxious easily. Right. So if I'm going to try a new route near somewhere that looks scary, I'll get a friend to right. show me first. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I got confident taking the Hancock Center I-35 crossing. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of friends show me it, but I didn't want to do it by myself to start. And I think that's like a good tip too for like if you're someone who has a bike or an e-bike or wants to get into it is like, you don't want to go from point A to point B the same way you would in a car. Right. Like yeah. nine times out of 10, it is not going to be the mm -mm. best way to bike there. You're not going to enjoy it. No, it's it's no. definitely worth like looking, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but like Austin, for example, the city has a website with like all of the bike maps mm -hmm. uh, of bike lanes and, and whatnot on it and like by level of comfort, comfort. And it's not 100% accurate, I'll say in a no. lot of cases, yeah. but it's a place to start. You can also, you know, like, okay, you want to try riding to your friend's house or something like, look on Google Maps, look at the street view, like see what your options might be because just getting on your bike and going the same way you know how to get there in a car is probably going to be number one, like maybe not even your fastest way, but also is very likely going to be dangerous yes. because you're going to be on like a wide, scary road with cars moving really fast when in reality there might be like a nice neighborhood street right alongside. Exactly, yeah. one block yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Um, I that's guess. what we experienced today. We were sort of around major roads, but we found a way to avoid those major roads, go through mm -hmm. some beautiful neighborhoods, um, streets that felt very safe, a little bumpy at times, <laughs> yes, uh, but streets that felt you know safe and comfortable to ride on. Mm -hmm. So you should, like you said, you have to find that route that you're comfortable with. That's a huge, huge tip. Totally. And the yeah. route we took today, I had no idea about, um, but Travis Stone is the one who <laughs> introduced me to who got a, He got a shout Grand. out in our episode four. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to meet up with Travis at some point. We have connected on Twitter now, so we'll uh, we'll have to, okay. to do a, a I wanted to cross I-35 with him somewhere together. Yes. I think that would be you fun. you got to do that. Um, yeah. I want to be respectful of your time because we probably should get going in a second here. Yeah. Uh, one final question, I guess, like uh, if there is another tip or something you could say to someone who might be like on the fence about getting into uh, biking or e-biking, e-biking, uh, what what kind of, what, what would you tell someone who's kind of on the fence who's like, I want to be doing this sort of thing, but like maybe is nervous to do it in their city or is like, you know, waiting to pull the trigger. Is there something you might tell someone like that? 
I would say try to get someone to help you, mm -hmm. to guide you. So whether that's someone you follow on social media who's really into biking, like yeah. me, um, <laughs> me, I would love it if someone reached out and said, hey, can you show me around this neighborhood totally. or how to get groceries in my neighborhood or whatever. Um, or you can join a bike group. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of bike rides that happen in the city, social rides, mm -hmm. critical mass, et cetera. Just totally. try it out. Um, I'm sure you can rent idea. an e-bike. Yeah, you probably. Can. Even even the bike share systems have e-bikes too. Okay, like they're, yeah. they're not like as nice necessarily as the ones that we have. Although something we didn't hit on, and we'll maybe I'll talk about it afterwards. Here is like affordability. Like if you're comparing it to the cost of a car, these are insane. And honestly, yeah. all three of these bikes that we have here were all basically a thousand dollars or less with the exactly. whether it be through the rebate or just the price of the bike in general. Um, if you are replacing a good chunk of your car trips with them, or like in my case, we got rid of one car mm -hmm. and like we're saving tons of money as a result. Yeah. So even on the affordability end, it's, it's a big thing. So well, and also yeah. look at your city, uh, your city or your county may offer some type of discount. Like in Austin, we have yeah. the, uh, Austin electric, uh, rebate that mm -hmm. you can get for bikes and there's participating dealers. Right. Uh, there's a couple of qualifications you have to hit, you know, getting it from a registered dealer, yep. uh, making sure that it's definitely an e-bike, yep. you know, showing your receipt, but very easy, uh, things to, to meet totally. and then uh you go down to your your bike shop and they are you're good to go always, oh, always happy to help you out yeah. definitely yeah. um well awesome kelsey thank you so much for taking the time uh, we'll finish our ride over to the to the rethink 35 signature gathering and kind of yes. are you sig gathering signatures yeah and, and we'll make sure that information on rethink 35 is linked in this i'm not exactly sure when this will be posted so it'll we'll make sure there's some relevant rethink 35 information in the description yeah, absolutely but so successful cheersing, i guess now it's successful gone. trip yeah uh so yeah, we made it back from, uh, well, we're, we're almost back to my apartment at a little coffee shop in a nice spikeable part of town again. Um, yeah, I guess, what, what did you think of, uh, you know, ha half day on the e-bike? Um, what are your, your thoughts uh, for your first experience? I can't say that I'm a convert until I buy one. Mm -hmm. So I am, I am uh, e-bike curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. E-bike curious. <laughs> FYI, he did buy one two weeks after this episode. We were that, we, or what was that? We had a transit curious. We had transit episode. curious. Uh, I am now e bike curious. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing for me is are, are the hills, and that's mm -hmm. what I keep saying. And um, I think Austin has decent bikeable streets to get around, especially North Austin. Yeah. We saw that today. We talked to people who believe that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it needs a lot of improvement, don't get me wrong. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for somebody like me, when I'm trying to get out of the hills and I just want to go and meet somebody on the weekend or something, like it would make total sense to have an e bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I was thinking about though on our trip is like definitely not for, uh, not that it's not for everybody. I guess it is kind of for everybody, but it's not feasible for everybody because e-bikes are still pretty expensive. For the most part, you... I mentioned it a little bit in our conversation with Kelsey and it kind of depends on where you're at with it, right? Like if you're in a two car household yeah. and you can use it to replace a car, it's actually like so affordable when you think about how much money you're going to save. Again, if you've got a $600 a month car payment, car insurance, yeah. gas, registration, all this sort of stuff, you can spend $1,000 or less after a rebate if your city has a rebate like Austin's does. Uh, and I mean, you've made your money back in, a, in three months, basically, if, if, you, if can you use it. If you're somebody who is uh, transit dependent without a car, uh, it could be a stretch. Um, totally. Which is why I wanted to go back and sort of, of uh, reemphasize what you just actually mentioned was that rebate program. And you mm -hmm. should look at your cities. And mm -hmm. if you are interested, excuse me, if you are interested in uh, an e-bike, you should look at your cities and see what kind of rebate programs there are because that totally. might make it affordable for you. Right. And more and more of them 
uh, are doing it. Um, and in here, just for example, if, if you buy an e-bike, that's could be a dollar over a thousand dollars. You get a four hundred dollar rebate. So uh, that was the case for Kelsey and Jerry, who both have the same e-bike, as well as like two hundred and fifty other people in yeah. Austin who took advantage of a sale at the exact right time. Uh, that e-bike basically that you've been riding all day costs someone six hundred dollars and like, changed their life and, and changed their <laughs> life uh, and sarcastically, but also really like yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, Jerry commutes down that thing to work every single day. Kelsey doesn't take the bus basically at all anymore and uses her bike to go everywhere and has driven her car 15 miles in the first month of the year. Like that's that's a huge, huge benefit when your city is trying to get people out of cars and into other modes to try to relieve traffic in different parts yeah, of towns absolutely. and to try to like solve mobility problems. So Agreed. Um, so I think it was a big success today. I am, I'm leaning on the side of potentially buying an e-bike. We'll see. Yeah. There might be a follow-up episode of me at the the bike shop trying them out yeah testing them out yeah um but thank you to jerry for letting me use his bike today mm -hmm. thank you for to you for yeah. setting everything up today mm -hmm. and and uh setting up the interview with kelsey totally and i think there's a lot to talk about in future episodes too we could get into so many different little pieces of nitty-gritty as far as like bike infrastructure goes but that would make this episode episode far too long um you know uh, so stay tuned for future ones if you have things that you think we should talk about regarding bikes in a future episode whether it be the different types of bike infrastructure, whether it be enforcement of parking in bike lanes or people just being in bike lanes like we saw today, uh, all of that sort of stuff, definitely let us know in the comments because yeah. uh, we, we read all of them. Uh, one that we are addressing in this video, it might be a little bit out of order, so apologies if this has been a while, but at uh, Riken Cub, Riken Cub, apologies for the, the misspelling there. Um, he left this comment, or they left this comment on the uh, our episode two. He said, I enjoyed the discussion and video, but it's a little too drawn out and choppy and I kept looking away. <laughs> Could you shorten this video to maybe 20 minutes? I would rather hear the discussions in the video itself rather than cutting away to your home. Thanks for all the work you did. Um, we you actually- don't want to see my, my home, <laughs> say yeah. it. Uh, no, I, that's actually like good feedback and I can tell that you enjoyed the episodes. So thank you for watching and subscribing. I saw you did that. Um, uh, and we're totally taking that feedback in this video. You'll notice that we've just been out and on on the trip the entire time. Uh, I might eat words there if we had to like <laughs> insert something in the middle at one point. But um, yeah, I we're totally taking that feedback and trying it out, especially on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so thank you for that comment. Um, we've also heard from people in person uh, mm -hmm. throughout the last couple of weeks that have been listening and we really appreciate their feedback as well. One that I wanted to call out is a, a a friend of ours, Ray, who uh, lives in Austin, had a lot of very positive things to say uh, and learned something new. And I hope that you're also learning something new in the podcast. For instance, Ray didn't know that 35 went all the way to Canada. Wow. So there you go. You may not have known that either, but mm -hmm. we talked about it in our uh, Wider Won't Work video. Yeah. But definitely, uh, please keep the comments coming. Let us know how we're doing. If you want to see anything, if you have a particular topic you want to talk about, mm -hmm. um, we will be traveling in the future. So we'll put out some travel dates at some point. Yeah. And if you see that we're coming to your city and you want us to take a little bike ride with you or go for a, a ride on the train, hit that us would up. Be, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, all that i think uh i think we're in a good spot to wrap it up please uh if you're not subscribed here uh on youtube or if you're listening if you haven't rated our podcast please go yes. ahead and do so ratings are a huge help yep thanks for watching and uh we'll see you next tuesday for transcendence yeah i'm saving that dough public transit's where it's at watch me go